Yes, people, what's happening? It is episode... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what episode it is. Oh, Chris Brain Dump thinks it's 349? Three, three, yeah, let's say 349. Oh, Chris Brain Dump, it's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? I'm in Guildford, outside the G Live. I'm going to be in the studio doing Hellfire Comedy. Oh, I can't believe I remembered all that stuff. Haven't seen it advertised anywhere, so I don't know who the hell comes with this thing because I haven't seen, I haven't seen an advert. Actually, that's a lie. I saw it in the end, uh, but couldn't find it straight away. I could find a gig that was on a Monday, and I was like, am I meant to be on this gig? <laughs> Didn't know, but it's Wednesday, Wednesday, and I'm in Guildford. And um, how you lot be doing? How you good? You well? Have you bought tickets to my show yet, you little bomber class, you? Have you? Have you bought tickets to the show? Go to, you know where to go to. Go to my website, uh, go to my social media and follow the link there and the link tree there. Uh, and you'll find yourself on the Pleasance website where the tickets are £12. But if you use the promo code cheap seat. Now, I know I said that last week, I don't think the promo code was working. It stopped working. Me and the agency shouted really loud. By shout really loud, we just emailed. Said the promo code's not working. And they said, oh, sorry. And <laughs> that's what happened. But it works now, so you'll get your tickets. Not for twelve pound, no, no, not for, not, not for eleven pound fifty, not for eleven pound, not even ten pound fifty. You will get them for ten pounds, ten British pounds, not euros, English pounds. You'll get them for all right. Uh, so that, that's what you get the tickets for. Tickets are selling well. We've almost sold out. All of the the stalls. We've almost sold, sold out all the stalls. So that's what I want to do. I said before, I need to sell four more tickets to to uh, to reach an internal milestone. So I need to sell four more. But I want to sell much more. I want I want to sell all the floor ones. So I think there's uh, I think it's like twelve. Uh, yeah, twelve maybe. It's 12. It's 12. 12 or 13 tickets left on the floor. And then it's the circle that we need to work on after that. But yeah, just look, even if you can't come, please just, just spread it, share it, let people know Wild Guard because it's a really good show. I'm not even worried about the show. I just need people to be in there. This is the first time I've had to sell tickets to a show where I'm fully confident about the show. Uh, I just need bums on seats. Um, that's what it's like when I was in Edinburgh, whereas previous shows I've done. I've been trying to sell tickets, sell tickets, sell tickets, sell tickets, and then been like, ah, oh, I haven't really focused on the show. Whereas I know this show's fine. This show's good. It's great even. You've got to have a great time. So get your tickets for this show. All right. And that's a spread the word if you can't come. And that's it. Right. Okay. Um, what's going on in my week? Whistle through there. I gigged in Bedford since the last pod. Um, gigged in Bedford, now in Guildford. All the foods. Uh, this is the last gig of the year, I think. Um, what else have I done this week? Um, that's it. Went for family swim day, which was lovely. Um, Zabby's first time in water. Much more natural um, activity and excitement than his sister. You shouldn't compare the kids, but it's funny just to see what they're like. And be fair, to be fair, uh, when Zadie was uh, in water... Not for the first time, but earlier, at the same age, she was in Crete. And she was just laying kind of on the float, floating around in, on top of the water uh, with the sunshade on, just getting tad, really. 
just getting tad and then getting cold because she wasn't moving around in the water. So I had to keep on taking her out. And then this little girl would try to bum shuffle her way back into the water without any floats on. And um, that was our time in Crete. Whereas this guy was in a cold pool in Hertfordshire. Apparently it was 19 degrees. I'm not a swimmer. So you know me as a swimmer. So she was like, it's warm. I'm like, no, it's not. Swimming, that means they go to heated pool. This was not heated for, me, for my standards. So I saw Zavage shudder, like his mouth shudder a bit, and but he started splashing around and kicking his legs, and he knew he had to keep himself warm. So that's what he's been doing, and um, yeah, that's it. Gigs, getting prepared for Christmas. Uh, am I prepared? No, we're hosting. Dumb. Uh, so yeah, I need to tidy up the house. Need to put some stuff in the garage, um, and just t- tidy stuff away. Just dump it in the garage, create space, and work out logistically where people are sleeping and staying. Work out logistically where people are parking. I had a dream that when we moved into this house back in March, that we would have got our driveway done by now. We still haven't had our planning permission accepted for it yet. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Councils, eh? Same council that's uh, sent my unpaid parker ticket to... To, to uh to court in, in Northampton, which I haven't paid. I've appealed it. I, I wrote a I made a witness representation to the court. Here's the funny thing is I will pay it before it goes to court. I'm not sure if it's already at court now. I'm not sure. But they won't but uh but I will just pay it if it gets to a, a silly level. But yeah it's just this is ridiculous. I don't think it's in court yet because there's no date. Yeah, there's no hearing or adjudication. I just made my representation. Here it is. Uh, all I've asked them to do is just force the council to provide evidence that, you know, I actually contravened the parking. And they haven't done that. I swear that must breach some law. That if I keep on asking, could you show, I've appealed, just can you show me? And they're like, nah. I was like, all right, you sound, you sent me that, can you show me? They're like, nah. So, they never said nah, they just haven't done it. Still haven't shown me it. So it's just a bit of a, Bit of a pain in the balls, man. Pain in the balls. Um, but yeah, all good. We're all good. Um, I think that's it. I think that's everything that's gone in my life. I don't think there's anything really worth talking about. No. Right, so let's have a look at anything I've noted down in the week for the pods. Uh, no. No, nothing. This is, jeez. Complete. This, the stuff that I've got noted down here is from so many weeks ago. <laughs> that is like is actually no longer relevant. Like no, I just the way it's because I've done last few ones while driving, so I haven't been able to check what notes I've made throughout the week. And then now I'm actually sat down here, pulled over and ready to, you know, have a little read and stuff. Um, what am I doing? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. So I don't know. What you know? What's, let's see who's, who's trending on X Entertainment. We don't want to go too deep, do we? Mini, remember? Nope. Just can no. Okay. What about actual news? Stock market crash. Hashtag stock market crash. Jesus. Oh. Uh, what's this? Uh. Now this is one of those weird. 
It's one of these weird hashtags that um that actually isn't related to anything. This happens on X. X is just in the mud, isn't it? There's certain hashtags that people just do, and then it's like there's no actual news attached to it. Epstein client list. I believe it's due to drop in January. Okay, fair enough. They're talking about like it's a flipping album, man. Um. So yeah, is that is it dropping in January? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, but no, it's nothing. There's nothing really going on. Um, sports. No. All right. So well, let's stop. Let's let's stop trying to find news. Um, we'll have a quick look on BBC News. See if there's anything on the front page that makes me. Oh yeah, that's what I want to talk about. That's a big global event. Um, no, uh, Hamas says 20,000 killed in Gaza as UN delayed truce votes. Um, the Security Council will not discuss the UAE backed motion on the war as wrangling over the wording continues. Um, yeah, it's crazy, it just is, it is crazy. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's what what more can I say about it? You know what I mean, what what more can I actually say about it? Um, I mean, it is bad. Um, Angolan billionaire hit with five hundred and eighty million asset freeze. Okay, who's that? Isabel dos Santos. Uh. I'm not sure she's actually pretty or she's got 580 million pounds, so that makes her hot. <laughs> um, is she Africa's? Yeah, she's Africa's richest woman. Um, ripped off her country. Ah, okay, right. So who is she pissed off? Because this is what happens with financial crimes, right? Is when you do financial crimes to that level, you, you don't... Uh, you don't do it on your own. You do it with co-conspirators. And the bigger the money, the more co-conspirators there are. And the more intertwined, the more interlocked everyone is. And so people tied in, people tied in, people tied in. And then you piss off the wrong person and it's a house of cards and it all falls down. Let me have a quick read of this. Um, the Angolan billionaire who has been described as Africa's richest woman has lost a high court battle to stop her assets being frozen. Isabella dos Santos... The daughter of former president, there you go, is being sued by telecoms firm Unitel. Um, Angolan company seeking damages of 580 mil arising from financial decision taken by Mr. Santos during her time as director of the firm. Uh, Mr. Santos says the case is a political vendetta. Uh, critics of Mr. Santos have long claimed she used her position to influence in Angola to enrich herself at the expense of the state allegations she, she has refuted. I'm trying to think, who is she pissed off? Which European country has she pissed off? Whose pocket was she in? Whose puppet was she? And then she's decided no, and then they've gone, all right. Uh, let's see, I'm just trying to read for it super quick. Her father, uh, Jose Eduardo dos Santos, ruled the southern western African country for 38 years. Cool, that's a nice democratic amount of time to rule the country. Uh, don't bring up my queen! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, but to be fair, the Queen doesn't actually have any real powers. Very ceremonial, nor does the King. But, um, so, but they are heads of state. Anyway, he was succeeded by his hand-picked successor, Zhao Lorencho. Um, his son was jailed for five years before. I mean, they're not that untouchable, are they? If they're being jailed and have their um, assets taken away. But it's interesting. Um, must be viewed in the light of political feuding. Angola. Uh, Unit tells ultimately an effective control of the Angolan state. Probably changes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really get the information I need out of it. Um, but yeah, no, she looks all right, man. That's all I've reduced her to. <laughs> she looks all right. The sexism of it. Um, Bournemouth for Luton abandoned games. Repaid in full. New COVID variant spreading fast. Uh, COVID's not a thing anymore. Um, Bournemouth and Luton game. It's just said that that is um, that's a thing. What's going on in Scotland? It's got the trans kids thing is that i thought that was, i thought that was in um in england as well is it scotland come on let's let's play with it let's let's go let's go let's let's make you nervous as listeners while i talk about something i don't really know about that's upsets a lot of people scottish government abandons court case over gender law veto scottish ministers have confirmed they will abandon the legal challenge against a uk government veto of gender recognition reforms. Social Justice Secretary Shirley and Somerville said the Scottish government remained committed to improving transgender healthcare. The Court of Session ruled earlier this month that the block on the gender self-ID reforms was legal. Okay. Um, legislation making it easier for people to change their legally recognised sex was passed by the Scottish Parliament last year. The UK government used the Section 35 order of the Scottish Act to prevent it becoming law over concerns that impact the quality laws across Great Britain. Okay, right. So they wanted it to make it easier in Scotland. Westminster said no. And then Scotland have gone, oh, all right. Um, I don't know what the details are of it, though. I don't want to just launch into it and be like, ah, oh, well, you shouldn't allow them. Well, yeah, you should. Um, Yeah, I don't know what the actual law is. What's the law? Come on, what's the actual law? What's the actual law they want to do? What was the actual law? Uh, Legislation would remove the need for trans people to be diagnosed with gender dysphoria by a doctor before they are allowed to change their legally recognised sex in Scotland and would lower the age that someone can apply for a GRC, I guess it's gender recognition certificate, from 18 to 16, the period in which applicants would need to have lived in their acquired gender would be cut from two years to three months. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, I disagree with that. Cool. Right, fair enough. Understood, understood, understood. Uh, yeah, listen, people have the right to self uh, identify. Um, you know, it doesn't really bother me, but yeah, you got to live it though. Three months is three months is ninety days. There's a lot of things you can do for ninety days, and that doesn't mean you're that thick. You know what I mean? Like you got to show a bit more commitment to that. I'm trying to be disrespectful. You got to show way more commitment. You're sixteen, ninety days. Nah, no, no. 
I think you asked me at 16 what music I like. I would have told you flipping Green Day. <laughs> you know what I mean? All them, all them, uh, all them rockers, Grebos. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Wheatus. All those guys. Um, yeah, so... It's, there's a lot of influences on you when you're that age. So I think, yeah, I think that is too young. And I think that is too short. I uh, um, I don't know if that is the UK's uh, reasoning to, of blocking it. Because that's the issue. You got, I've always, I've said this in previous years. Uh, when you agree with someone, you've got to find out why you agree. Okay? It's that Israel-Palestine thing. You're like, yeah, Israel should stop bombing Gaza. And you're like, yes, they should stop bombing Gaza. Because it's innocent children who are dying here at, at the hands of missiles. And another person's like, yeah! And get rid of the Jews! It's just like, God damn, that is not why I want this to stop! <laughs> it's like, well, I thought we was on the same page. He's like, no! That's why you got to make sure you're agreeing for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like, you, so, so that's what I'm stating my reasons for the trans thing, okay, is that I think too young. Um, and the period's not long enough. For months, yeah. Two years. Yeah, two years is a decent amount of time. Um, two years is a flipping commitment, man. Two years is long enough where I might change my mind back. It's like, man, this is long. Um, so I don't know, maybe two years is too long. I'd have to speak to people who've actually gone through it, innit? But the, the age... This is probably the UK anyway, is that the age of things is all is all messed up. Like it needs something needs to be brought to alignment, I think. But you know, I don't know. But each this is probably when you're someone like me, you can sit on the fence and you can see things with different angles. Like I used to find it weird that you you could drink alcohol you couldn't buy alcohol before eighteen, but you could have sex at sixteen. Um but then I saw someone in one tweet go, um, well, the reason why 16-year-olds are allowed to have sex is to allow 16-year-olds to have sex with other 16-year-olds and not break the law. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Because Yeah, because the hormones are there and that's what they're doing. The, the age of consent is not for old adults to be fucking 16-year-olds. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. See, I think there should be two ages of consent. Right, I think there should be 16, just age you could, you know, you could have sex with, like I said, other 16 years, up to the age of... So not everyone's at school. But I feel like you have to be in the same education level. Before the age of... Hmm, Don't know. Like, for instance, you could be at uni at 18 and you could be at school at 16. I don't think a first year uni student should be allowed to have sex with a final year uh, secondary school student. You're two educational institutes apart. You're only two years apart, right? Legally. That's totally fine. 
But I just think you're just different stages in life. Like, it's almost like, once you go uni, you're not allowed to look at school kids. All right? I don't care if you're 18, 19. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. I think it should be, like, staggered like that. And then saying that once you've left uni, you can't be looking at uni students after the age of 25. If you're 25, then you can look at uni students below the age of 20, 25. Below. But once you go turn 26, I don't care if that uni student, as long as they're an undergrad of, of unbroken time in studying. So, yeah, so if you're like 30, you go back to uni, that you can, you can have sex. You're 25, you have sex with them. But I'm saying, if you just continuously be in education, nah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. That, that's the law be that complicated for me. That's that's how I'd make it. And then once you've passed, once you've left uni, say you're 22, then do you know what? Let the nasty men be nasty. Ah <laughs> oh dear, right guys, I've got to get into this gig uh, before they panic and be like, where the fuck is this guy? He's the opening act. And I will do Dear Deirdre um, on the way home. Not on the way home, once I get back in the car, right? So I'm going to hit pause on this and rejoin you in a bit. Peace. All right, we're back. Let's finish this pod, yeah, bomb holes. All right, let's go. Uh, Dear Deirdre. Until I get the next article up on the screen. There it is. Dear Deirdre, my kinky husband says our sex life is just a turn-off. Is it a turn-off? As in, it's too boring or you're too kinky? Dear Deirdre, my husband is obsessed with kinky sex and accuses me of being boring in bed. Let's see how kinky he is. Because the whole fetish thing must be long for the partner that's doing it just to keep their partner satisfied. You know? If you don't actually have that, if you're not equally uh, yoked, I mean, that one person really loves oral, but the other person doesn't like giving it. But they hate it. You know what I mean? One likes dirty talk, one wants it silent. One wants it to light on, one wants it off, and you're constantly having to just do the thing the other person likes. So, ugh. That, ugh. Anyway. It's causing problems in our marriage, and I fear we're heading for divorce courts. We've been married for five years, uh, together for seven. We have a two-year-old son, I'm 35, and he's 38. At first, our sex life was great, passionate, and exciting, but a couple of years after we wed, my husband said he likes to be dominated in bed. Now, if you're not into that BDSM thing, uh, reveal something about myself, I'm not. on one level it must be crazy for one but two we, we've all been raised culturally in this country anyway that the male is the dominant and the woman is the submissive you know think of the you know, the older man younger woman experienced man virgin woman that that's the dynamic so if you were to you know dip your toe into it and you're not into it You'll probably be more comfortable dip your toe into it with that paradigm that the man's the dominant one, the woman's the submissive one. Like you're saying to do a woman, let me tie you up, tie you up with, you know, not obviously not with uh like rope. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, silk, 
silk handkerchiefs or whatever you do it with, right? Silk ties, there you go. They look, look, little spanking with, just a light spanking. I think women might go with that. If they're not really into it, a man might go with that because she's not into it. It's like, you really want me to just hit you with this thing? She's like, yeah, just a little bit, just hit me a little bit. But if you're not into it and it's the other way around, so you look at your man, the, the breadwinner, the head of the household, and he's like, hit me, whip me, wee on me, <laughs> degrade me. The woman must be like, mm. I'm not doing it because I want to make you happy, but they're just, nah. Right, no, 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 no. The same with your guy, you're not into it. Your, your missus is like, I, I, want, I want to beat you. I want to peg you. <laughs> He's just like, you what? She's like, it's just my thing. It's just, you know, nah. I mean, he's mad. He is mad. So he, uh, he likes to be dominated in bed. He said he only really got turned on when I took control and pushed him around. Worse, he likes to be hurt and humiliated. He loves being told he's worthless and ugly. Yeah, that, this is all mad. The problem is, while I don't mind a bit of mild bondage, tying him up and spanking him, it doesn't do much for me. There you go. And he more and he's more extreme things he enjoys actually make me feel sick. I get no pleasure at all from hurting him or putting him down. Quite the opposite. It feels abusive and wrong. But he says it makes him happy. The, uh, the results is that I now have stopped wanting sex with him. I avoid it at all costs. It, I still have sexual needs. I crave simply making love. With lots of kissing, hugging and gentle caresses. He calls that vanilla sex and says it's a turn off. I suggest he watches porn instead of involving me in his weird fetishes. He says that doesn't satisfy him. Our marriage is always good. I love him and he's a great dad. But I've started to lose respect for him. And I'm now thinking that we have no future together. Can I save this marriage? Um, yeah, it's mad. Uh, it's mad. It's one of those things, man. Like, you're going to have to, I don't know, you have to see some kind of therapist, isn't it? Because you can't even compromise on this. You're too extreme. You, you're going to need a third person. Can you do both though? Can't he caress you and say nice, whispery, sweet nothings in your ear and kiss you? Or you just, you know, just dig your nails into his bum hole? <laughs> That's what he needs. I don't know. There must be some way that you can both give each other what you need. It's, it'd be sad because he said, he said the marriage is good and he's a good dad and you don't seem happy other than sex. So it's sad. If it is to fall out because of that. Ah, man. Right, next one. I'm ready to settle down, but my addiction is holding me back. What do you reckon it is? Gambling? It's porn. It's got to be porn. It's got to be porn. I'm going porn. Let's go. Dear Deirdre, uh... Now that I'm ready to settle down with a woman, I need to kick my porn addiction. There it is. How often are you going, mate? I watch it for hours every day like I do now. I can't watch it for hours every day like I do now. How do you watch it for hours? Surely it's a... Here's, here's what you mean. It's a means to an end, right? It's I need to scratch an itch. The itch has been scratched. Put it down. Just sat there watching it. Like, I don't. It's just... 
I feel like there's something broken in your head. No judgment, though. Um, I'm 28, and I've been watching porn since I was 15. All my mates did, too, so it seemed normal. But after a while, I realised most of them only viewed it occasionally as a laugh. Um, it's not funny, either, though, is it? Uh, I view it nearly every day, sometimes for hours. When others watch films or go on social media, I surf porn sites. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're all over the place, mate. Um, it hasn't stopped me having relationships, but I have hidden it from girlfriends. I would love to meet a woman and get serious with a view to marriage, but no decent woman put up with my viewing habits. I don't want to start a relationship with lies. I've tried to stop, but get drawn back. Please help. You need to work out why you're watching it, man, because you're not even scratching issues. You're just watching it, and the cinematography and storylines and plots of porn really aren't as good as what's on other TV shows. Like, really, the only thing about porn is that they're sex. That's the only sell. No one, like, has anyone ever gone to, you know, scratch that itch? And they've been like, oh, wow, this storyline's actually really engaging. Is he actually going to buy the house? <laughs> you know what I mean? Does she really get that tap fixed? So, yeah. All right, next one. Hard choices. I'm getting close to two very different women, so which one do I choose? Both! No, um, I'm close to two very different women. Don't know which one to choose. The first is my best friend. There's your answer, not her. She's your friend. You stupid man. You stupid man, boy. The first one is your friend. It's done. She's your friend. Don't have sex with your friends. <laughs> i I've learned that from my past experiences. Don't have sex with your friends. And if you don't have sex with your friends, then they're no longer your friends. And you have to decide whether you are going to uh, try to take it to another level. Or, uh, or just stop talking to each other. Those are your options, really. The whole, you can't really maintain the friendship because it's just there in the air now. It's there in the air. Uh, so the first is my best friend who has been in my life for 10 years and the second is a woman I talk to online who lives in the Czech Republic what the fuck is this mate neither of these two are viable options these are both terrible options horrible horrible options I'm 32 my best friend uh, I'm, I'm 32 my best friend and I know each other inside and out she is 30 um, I always thought we would end up together, and even though we haven't even kissed yet until recently, I thought she felt the same. What? Wait, tell me this again. Let's go. I am 32. My best friend and I know each other inside and out. She is 30. Uh, I always thought we would end up together, and even though we haven't even kissed yet, until recently, I thought she felt the same. So, is she... What's happening there? However, since a slight calling from her, since... Sorry, it's however, since a slight calling from her since I lost my job and had, and had to take a lower-paid role work for a charity. Wait, you haven't even kissed her? Oh, God, you haven't even kissed her, mate? It, 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 how do you think she felt the same? What what did she say that made you think she felt the same? Or was she doing that weird thing that friends do and she was just being nice to you? What's happening here, mate? 
Uh, right, after I moved to a more modest flat, she now never seems as keen to stay for the meals I cook. Alright, I don't know what you're playing at here, mate. With more time on my hand, I started to talk to women online. Talk to a woman online. She's very free and lives in Prague. We got on really well and seemed to share a lot of interest. She's invited me to her country and I'm wondering whether to go or not. Yes, you should go. Uh, but be wary. Don't stay at hers. Have somewhere to stay. Don't tell her where you're staying. Meet her somewhere public. See, she's actually the person she says she is. And get to know her like that. But don't fall in love with her. Like, before you even kiss. Like you have with your best mate, you weirdo. Um, she has invited me to a country. I'm wondering what's going on. Even though my best friend and I aren't together, I would feel disloyal going to Prague to meet this new woman. Should I say loyal to my friend, even though she might never want a relationship? Listen to that question, you Dumb idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is this? Jesus. Like, what, what, what is going on here? Like, what, what's... You're in love with two people. I thought the online person was a ridiculous option at first, but now, having heard this, that is your only viable option. Because your best friend has not done anything to say you lot are going anywhere. This is all in your head. You are fantasizing, my friends. Here's what you do. If you really don't have feelings for your friends, like you generally have feelings for your friends, talk to your friends. Talk to your friends and uh, burn that bridge or cross that bridge. But stop standing next to it, all right? And then after that, Go and meet the girl in the Czech Republic. Bring up the girl to Czech, in the Czech Republic to your bestie and see how your bestie reacts. That might give you an indication. That's how you start it. You tell her about the girl in the Czech Republic. You see how she reacts. If she's, she's like, oh, that sounds great for you. Go for it. And she generally means it. You may not even need to say anything. Maybe that in itself will make you go, oh, actually, there's nothing there. But the fact that you you think there's something there means that even, it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess now. Nope, 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 nope. Just leave it. All right, that's the end of the pod. Short one. Uh, like I said, go get tickets in the time of me starting this recording and end it. I think another three tickets have gone, which is good. Really bloody good. Very bloody good. Very happy with that one. So I need to send one more tickets. And then I've uh, reached my goal there. Anyway, people, I'm off. I'm out. Uh, You've been great. Go get tickets.